everybody, this is your girl CeCe with Where It Begins Magazine, and it's Happy Friday, Labor Day weekend. We have a special guest on the line with us, and I'm going to let him introduce himself and who he is and what he does. Hello, 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 CeCe. It's your boy, Alvin Garrett. They like to call me the inspirational soul man from Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, I am releasing new music today, and it's the Lightness of Love Deluxe. And this is an extended version of my previously released album uh, from earlier this year, The Lightness of Love. I added four new songs, and I'm excited to let you all hear it. I'm a Grammy-nominated songwriter by trade, uh, producer, bass guitarist. I've gotten here over 20 years of industry engagement, and I'm excited to be here as an artist, letting the world hear my music, my voice on uh, this Labor Day weekend. Awesome, and congratulations. I can't wait to hear about it. But who are some inspirations to you um, in the music industry? Well, well, you know, um, I'll say uh, one of my biggest inspirations, I have two, uh, a gentleman by the name of Al Bell, you know, old icon from Stax Records, um, has been a mentor of mine over the years. Um, we became friends uh, as he discovered my music and just sort of sold into a young buck like myself. And people may know his music, even if they don't know his name. You know, you ever heard the song uh, by the staple singers, I'll Take You There? Uh, that is an iconic song written and produced by uh, the one and only Al Bell, a good friend of mine who's been influential, taught me a lot about uh, how to make inspirational music and how to market music. Uh, so I, I credit a lot of my success to him as a private mentor. Uh, another influence of mine has been Fred Jerkins III of Dark Child Entertainment. A lot of people know when they hear Dark Child, they think of Rodney Jerkins. Uh -huh. um, but Fred Jerkins is Rodney Jerkins' brother, who was there as his writing partner throughout the course of their career, working with the likes of Michael Jackson, Brandy, uh, and so many other. Um, a, a, he's an award-winning songwriter. Uh, linked up with him over 10 years ago as a producer, mentored me as a writer, and taught me much of everything I know uh, about the songwriting process, about the business of music. So those two gentlemen, I must give flowers today during this interview. Then that is also the name of my new single that I'm promoting off the lightness of Love Deluxe. It's called Flowers, and it's simply about that, giving people flowers while they can smell them. Well, while we're talking about single, tell us more about your single and the motivation behind it. Well, just that. I believe that people need to know uh, while they can hear it, what they mean uh, to you. And so certainly uh, over the course of the past year, a lot of us have lost a lot of people really, really fast. And you see it on Facebook where people flood timelines with all kinds of things. But the question is, did you tell that person? Did you reach out and let them know when they can hear it. It's one thing to pay tribute about a person. It's another thing to pay tribute to a person. And that's what this song is saying. Reach out to those who have meant something to you and let them know because you never know how they can live their spirit and live their life to know that they meant something to you. Yes. Well, I want to give you your flowers today because your music is so inspiration to me. And I think that's what we need to bring back. And it sounds so good. That love baby music, you know, <laughs> that soul, that R&B. I love it. I love it. So with that being said, what do you think is missing in today's music? Well, 
let me say uh, music is a reflection of the people that uh, want to hear it, right? And the people that are making it. And I think what's missing is uh, the engagement between folks who want something wholesome and the people that, uh, like myself, who can make it, right? So oftentimes artists don't believe that there's a market for wholesome R&B, right? Or a market for soul music because all they're seeing is everything else. But we need people to reach out and say, look, I, I want some music I can play around my kids. Let me stream it. Let me seek out the music that's not quite gospel, not too, too sexual, but I, it reminds me of the old school soul music that I can play around the family at barbecues when the kids running around without the kids starting to say stuff, you know, they're too young to be saying, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so to me, what's missing is, is we need folks who are a little too quiet and to demand, demand that the artists make this wholesome music. Like, hey, I'm not going I'm not gonna play your music around my kids because it's too a little too grimy. And so oftentimes a lot of the parents are playing music that is in fact to me affecting the minds of young people and, and young people are starting to uh engage life with things that they may be a little too young to handle, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so I just try to lead the way with my music. You know, I got two little girls, you know, 12 and seven. And so I, I, I say as a father, at least at this point in my career, I want to make music I can drive into school playing. They can say, Daddy, let us hear your music this morning. And, and, and I don't have to turn it down and say, no, 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 you can't listen to that. Uh, so, so I feel like we need more of that with R&B. That used to be the standard uh, back in the days, of course, but it's not anymore. And I feel like that we need more of that. Okay. Well, who are some of them? Let's go with this. Tell me who are your top five of all time? Top five artists of all time. <laughs> I'm dying to hear this answer right here. <laughs> okay. okay. Hmm. Let's start with uh, D'Angelo. Because right. see, now I'm a 90s baby. Okay, I'm a 90s baby. <laughs> so I became a man. During the Neo Soul era, I became a man during that time, you know, and that doggone voodoo album, you know, that just changed my whole life, you know, uh, listening to, to D'Angelo and how, but it reminds you of church. It's like, I'm a Southern church boy and the way he made his music, his soul music, it just felt like church, you know, um, and that's my number one artist of, of all time, I shall say, is D'Angelo, certainly with the voodoo album. Al Green. I love me some Ooh. Al Green. Oh, I, I got, I love me some Al Green. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'll say, uh, let's say Sam Cook will be mm. like my number, number three. And that's because as I got a little older, I started reaching further back, right? Start reaching further back and finding that connection with, the, with gentlemen like Al Green and Sam Cook. No, I'm gonna go flip some up on you. Go a little jazz on you. Go a little okay. jazz. Joshua Redman, saxophonist, made an album called Mood Swings back in '94, mm. and that album uh, just literally got me through college. It was just something about the sound of his sax that allowed that helped me study <laughs> and retain all of that information. It was just that one album, Mood Swings. 
And so I got to give credit to Joshua Redman as my number four. And number five, you know, I got to say, can I say myself? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not, not going to do it. I'm going to shout out a, a good friend of mine, PJ Morton. PJ Morton is actually a personal friend of mine. We played in the band together in, in 2000, Freestyle Nation. He, he was, you know, really, really close friends. I saw him and knew him, you know, 20 years ago when he was just getting started. We were dreaming together. And he actually inspired me to start writing and to see him winning Grammys, traveling around the world. This inspired me to keep pushing because I'm like, my boy can do it. So can I. But outside of that personal friendship, he is one of the most amazing songwriters and vocalists of our generation. So I got to shout out my man, PJ Moore. Okay. So all the, uh, out of your top five, you didn't name no females. None. What's up with that? Well, okay. Well, um, you should have said your top five females. And okay. Your top five well, let's see well, who your top five females are, because I was trying to see where, where you was going to go on that route. <laughs> No, hey, no, no problem, no problem. Most time I talk about my daddy before I talk about my mama too. So, you know, I love my mama. All right, but I can probably name them quicker. Okay. The Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Oh. Mm. Yeah. The Queen of Soul, Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Whitney, Whitney Houston. Lord have mercy. Like you know, I cry more listening to Whitney. Like Lord, why so slow? Mm. Whitney. <laughs> All right, number three, number three. Uh, uh, let's see, let's see. Hmm. You, you stomping me now. Now, I'm just going to stop. It. Them the two that off the top of my head that's going to pop. Rita and Whitney as, as my favorite. I love so many singers. You, you know, you put me on the block by making me choose. But, <laughs> <laughs> but those would be the top two female singers. Oh, and, uh, and let me just say, I love Beyonce. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people when folks say Beyonce can't sing, I'm like, you a fool. Are you kidding me? I I actually think Beyonce is one of the most amazing vocalists and arrangers in the game. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I got, let me make that my number three. Okay. Okay. You want to stop at number three? I mean, we can take as much time as you want. No, we'll stop at number three. I thought you were going to go to five since you gave the five minutes, but we can stop at three. So how do you feel the internet has impacted the music industry? Well, it's, it's, it's opened it up and it's closed it off, right? And that's, uh, let me explain. Of course, it, to me, it, I give this example when I'm talking to other young artists who say, I want to put out music. I said, well, make sure you don't take sand to the beach. They say, huh? I said, make sure you don't take sand to the beach. I said, your music is like a bucket of sand, right? And you take your bucket of sand to the beach where sand is everywhere. It's, it's all over the place. The worst thing to do is go throw your bucket of sand out there at the beach. It's going to get lost. And that is what happened with the internet. It opened up so much music to the consumers mm-hmm. that it's so much easier for your music to get lost, which makes it more important to learn how to build a sand castle, right? <laughs> you have to take your, your music now 
and be so creative and be so innovative just to get seen because there's so much music now. Uh, and, and I would say the internet sort of closed off uh, the exclusivity of industry people who understood that we have to give consumers a little bit at a time so that they don't lose value, right? So consumers now don't value, they're not gonna spend no money on music. So you closed off the decision makers and those strategists who say, hey, let's just put out one record, <laughs> you know, so that industry is gone. So it closed off um, to me what I felt like made music great. Like you don't hear a bunch of bad music because you couldn't get it out. <laughs> right. Only heard great stuff because the labels wouldn't allow bad music to pipe through. Well, that was the goal, not to allow a lot to, the market to be flooded with bad music. So the internet closed off the exclusivity of the labels owning what we hear, and it opened up the market for any and everybody to throw their sand on the beach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got you. But what has been the biggest challenge for you? Uh, the biggest challenge for me has been to just stay the course until I got to a point in my career where I could get a team, you know? Uh, people always say, man, get a team, get a team, get a team. Well, the question is who wanna be on your team? <laughs> you know, it's a lot harder than, you know, it sounds, because man, just get you a manager. Who wants to make a percentage of nothing, right? <laughs> Not many. So, you know, a percentage of zero is zero. And folks take for granted that you have to build your brand and build some value for somebody else to get a small piece of that value. And so getting a team and getting the support of a team is, has been very, very difficult for me throughout the course of my career, but I had to use as much my personal resources as possible. I had to keep pushing, keep pushing and investing in myself until I get others to believe in me enough to grow with me and bring their resources and their experience and relationships to help me grow uh, a lot faster. I got you. So we talked about your challenges. What is your biggest accomplishment? Uh, I'll say taking that big leap in 2002, the summer of 2002, from corporate America into full-time entrepreneurship as a musician, singer, songwriter in Birmingham, Alabama. You know, coming out of college, making good money in corporate America, I could have played it safe. You know what I mean? I could have done it on nights and weekends forever until it, until time and family stopped it. But I took that leap and I invested in myself and I was able to get on a path where I could experience the ups and downs of my dreams. So to me, it starts there. All of my accomplishments go back to that decision to take that leap of faith um, in 2002. I got you. So do you have any events coming up or anything you're doing virtual? Um, any touring you might do? You know, even though we got everything going on in the world. But tell us what you got coming up. Well, I am promoting the lightness of love. We have we have dates that we are putting on the books now. You know, like you mentioned, we're in a pandemic. So touring is not like it used to be. You can't just go out and just boom, 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 boom. You have to take it light. You have to see what's going on in each local municipality. We are we have done a lot of streaming events, which people can check out on my social media at the Alvin Garrett on my website. But now we're looking at different markets to actually get back out and perform live and in person. And so right now we're focusing on getting the word out about the lightness of love deluxe. 
which we're doing right now. And hopefully people will uh, connect with me on social media and stay tuned to when we're coming to a town near them. Awesome, awesome. Can we expect any, like anybody you're collabing with on this project? No, no, no. This is all, this is all me, you know. All you. This is all me. And, and that's a, uh, that is a decision that I made, uh, you know, of course, by force <laughs> during the pandemic. Right. To this, but it, it was a journey for me because I've spent a lot of time in my career writing for other people, um, producing for other people. But this is something I want to do for myself. You know what I mean? I want to sing music that I love. I want to make myself happy. Uh, one of the songs on my new album is called Make You Happy. So I want to make music that makes Alvin Garrett happy. And that's the place that I'm in. And after I promote this record uh, to the place where I'm happy and I'll be looking to do collaborations and work with other artists and producers again, but I'm just taking out some time to focus on me, which I think is fair. I, I should be able to do that after 20 years of hustling and being kicked out kicked out of room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I've been turned away enough to say, you know what, this, this is my moment. Let me have it. Let me have it. That's right. It's your moment. Okay. I got I got a hard one for you. This is always hard when I ask um artists this. Out of all the music that you have, what which ones are your favorite too? Well, I actually already gave you my my favorite two right off the top of the head, and that was the um, D'Angelo Voodoo album, um, like just say boom, and and that mood swings project. You know, I listen to a lot of music, but whenever I'm asked that question, those just pop in my mind. So I try to at least be honest with myself and <laughs> and say, you know, music that sticks with me like that. You just I just have to call it what it is, and that mood swings album, that jazz project. Even today, when I turn it on, it just takes me to a certain place, you know. And I love so much music, but those two projects would have to be, as as albums, my top two. I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay. Look at you. So let's ask a little fun fact question. What's the fun fact about yourself? Um, um I, fun fact is I I like to do a uh, tickle monster. Uh, <laughs> I like. What kind of bug are you? I like, um, I have a host of, of adventurous games I love to play with my little girls. We make voices, we make songs. Uh, mm. I, I am a true, true girl dad in the most fun kind of way. So um, if I could only capture every wonderful, amazing moment I have with my daughters, man, it'd be a TV show, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So fun fact is I am a fun girl dad. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, out of all the places in the world, where would you want to perform it? Mm-hmm. All the per- uh, okay. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I actually want to perform at the White House. You know what I'm saying? Dude, you know what I'm saying? I, I wish I could have performed for you know for Obama. You know, right. he was up in. But I, I just, I just feel like you know, I want to perform somewhere you know regal like that. You know, as a soul artist singing my kind of music. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I would love to perform uh, at the White House if I had to pay, pick a place on the planet that would be 
you know, something I would tell my grandkids. That would be the spot. I got you. I got you. So what has been the best advice you ever received? Mm. First thing popped in my head is you can't see it and be it. Mm. The old, old legends, you know, because I like hanging with old, older people because they give you that wisdom, old man wisdom, I like to call it. Old people wisdom, because I see you don't want me to say <laughs> old people. <laughs> just so happen the old people I hang out with are men, okay? So I'm just saying, that's my experience. So <laughs> he said, you can't see it and be it. And what he was saying was, you are always going to be limited if you only have your point of view. He mm. said, there's no way possible for you to have a true perspective if you only listen to yourself. You, you can never see yourself the way others do. So he was saying, you know, even when you're performing, you can't hear yourself from the audience. You got to have somebody in that audience going to tell you the truth. You know what I'm saying? You can, you know, even how you look, you may look in the mirror, but you got to have another person's eyes, another person's ears, somebody you trust who going to give it to you straight so that you can mm. have a fuller picture of your own existence. He said, you can't see it and be it, right? <laughs> so I so like that's, that. That, that's old wisdom, man. And, and so that helped me to A, humble myself and learn to lean on the people around me that I trust and say, hey, now I know what I think, but what do you think? What do you see? And then start embracing uh, the people around me that I allow to get close enough to me to speak into my life, to say, I need your perspective. I have my own. I'm a pretty sharp dude but I'd never be as sharp as I can be if I team up with somebody that I trust. You know what I'm saying? So I must I say that, that has been that. a great um, piece of wisdom and in in, in advice for me. Okay, okay. So usually at the end of my interviews, I do fun facts. But before yeah. I go into that, I have two fun fact questions for you. But before yeah. I go into that, I just want to see um, what is one message you want to give to your fans right now? Well, be like, Light, man, lighten up, you know, real talk, lighten up, you know, it's enough out here outside <laughs> that can kill us, you know, don't kill yourself with stressing and worrying, trying to change the world overnight, you know what I mean, lighten your own heart with gratefulness, lighten your own heart with forgiveness, find that mental space, your own mental health is contingent upon your willingness to let things go lighten up and that's not me saying that things aren't important that they don't deserve attention but not at the expense of your well-being and your mental health lighten up and listen to my music to help you get that done <laughs> i got you i got you so you ready for these two fun fact questions let's do it let's do it okay so the first question is, if you could trade places with one person for one day, who would it be and why? Mm. <laughs> Just one person for one day. <laughs> take your time, take your time. Okay, I had to let it come to me because I'd spend my life trying not to 
be, be nobody else. But I would have to say, I want to be my man, Tom Brady. Okay. Oh. Tom Brady. Listen, if you're going to be the GOAT, if I could trade places with the GOAT and just be that damn good, I would trade places with Tom the GOAT Brady because he just the man. And I'm a big fan. I always has been. Yes, Tom Brady. But I want to still look like me with this nice curly hair, but I want to be Tom Brady. <laughs> Hold on, I got a question to ask with that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So what would be one, if you was interviewing him, what would be one question you would ask him? One question I would ask Tom Brady is, how does it feel uh, to prove, to look back at who you were when you, when everybody thought like, yo, this dude is the worst. How does it feel going from the absolute perceived worst to the proven best? How does that feel? I mm. got you. I got you. Okay, so my last question is, let me see. I got two on my mind, but I'm going to go with this one. What's the best concert you ever been to? Who was it? Ooh, the best concert ever been to. Mm-hmm. Oh, there ah, we go. <laughs> Prince. Prince. Oh. Came to Birmingham. I'm trying to remember exactly when. I don't remember exactly when, but I remember it was at the BJCC. And that was when he was promoting, uh, I can't remember which album it was, but he had the, the, the stage where everything was in the center, it's kind of rotating. And that's when he, I believe he became kind of independent selling all the CDs. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. It was just, it was just amazing seeing Prince live in person and uh yeah in Birmingham that was amazing actually seeing that in person yeah I bet I bet I wish I could have seen one of his performances you know because I just know just looking at him on tv is just be like oh him and Michael Jackson for me Mm -hmm. okay but before we get off just tell everybody where they can follow you well on social media, that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, that's the Alvin Garrett. Not that Alvin Garrett, not a, not even just Alvin Garrett. It's the Alvin Garrett. And you can go to alvingarrett.com to check out my website and that'll lead you back to the Alvin Garrett and, and other information about me. I love to connect and, uh, and I certainly want people to, to stream the lightness of love, deluxe. Uh, and enjoy this great light music. Awesome. Well, I want to say congratulations on everything you've done. Thanks for interviewing with us today. You gained a fan here with me. I just love your voice and your music. I think I was able to be on one of the, um, when you was doing your shows, the live, and I was just like so amazed. And then when you did your, you was like, hey, I'm going to let the media hear this song before it come out. I was out there jamming in my seat. But yeah, you have a, you know, a beautiful voice. I love your music, you know. So you got a fan here with me. You got a fan Thank with you. me. Thank <laughs> you so much. And I and I am your fan and I appreciate every, um, every person, certainly in the media that allows me to share my journey, share my music. You know, I'm always grateful, you know, for platforms and opportunities to, to share. So thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, you have a happy Friday. You know, be safe out here and enjoy your Labor Day. You too. You too as well. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.